This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 817, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 7th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 817. I'm your host, Adam Chavin. This is our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, October the 7th, which seems really far away since I'm recording this on the 18th. So it's been, uh, we're getting, we're getting a little bit behind here. Um, I'm actually, I've been, uh, home with my kids, uh, for this past weekend alone, but that's really not why I'm late. Uh, I was already way behind. Um, so let's jump right into the episode, talk about some of the releases from October the 7th. Um, some of the releases include uh, Deceased, Hope at World's End, uh, Deceased, Dead Planet, Deadpool, Justice League, Magnificent, Miss Marvel, Marauders, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Original Marvel Zombies, Marvel's Ta- Marvel Tales, Spider-Man, Marvel's Snapshot, Star Wars, Super Sons, Swordmaster, The Rise of Ultraman, Wolverine, X-Force, and Young Justice. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about four different books. Woohoo! Uh, first up, we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man 49, but it's $10. So let's call it by its other name, Amazing Spider-Man 850. Ugh. I hate this this dual numbering thing so they can figure out a way to get more money out of uh, consumers. Because this one's for 10 bucks, and then I think the next one's 6 bucks. So instead of this being a $4 book, it's a $10 book. And it just feels like, ugh, really? Um, but, uh, you know, it's packed with a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> a lot of stuff happening here. Um, so the main story is kind of a, a three-parter in terms of uh, three different chapters with three different artists. you got Nick Spencer writing the whole thing, at least the main story. Uh, and then you have uh, Ryan Otley, Humberto Ramos, and Mark Bagley um, doing The Return of the Green Goblin. And uh, I just feel like... I don't know. The issue started off okay enough, but it just felt like it was very protracted and took a long time to get to its point. Uh, I didn't really like the weird, kind of messed up looking uh, scene eater. I also have to wonder, and I think I wondered this before, but like, what's the chronology of the Juggernaut book? Like, you know, Juggernaut has this happen to him here, but what happens in his own book? And how does that, like, is there any crossover? Did no one talk to anyone? No editors kind of said, hey, oh, you're using Juggernaut? We're using him too? Like, uh, oh, he has his own gun going. Maybe he shouldn't do this. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit frustrating. Um, got two diff- three different artists working on this book, so you have you know th- there's not a complete sense of visual consistency. Um, a lot of weird choices. Like I don't I don't remember how long uh, Norman Osborn has been working at Ravencroft, but it doesn't feel like it's long enough to have constructed all the batshit crazy stuff that he's done um, here. Um, I did like seeing Bagley. Although it's interesting that I find that his Spider-Man feels so much like Ultimate Spider-Man, and it doesn't really look like the adult Spider-Man that I'm used to back when he was on the book, you know, 25 years ago in Amazing Spider-Man. Um, there's just a... I, I felt like this issue took too long. Um, it had some fun stuff, but I didn't really like the... What is it? The Order of the Web or whatever they are. I didn't find they were that useful. Um the big kind of decision that Peter makes with Green Goblin, I don't think, made a lot of sense. I mean, he let him take the Goblin serum. It seems like a giant, like, don't do that. Even when he dumps him out at the end, and, you know, so that um, uh, Kindred's, you know, agent senior can find him, even that doesn't really feel like, like, what's the point of this? Like, what does this even mean? Like, I, I, I'm just not even sure. I, I don't even know if I enjoyed this. Um, you know, there was a lot here, but it was it enjoyable. I don't know. Next up, we have is uh, there's three other stories. There's All You Need Is by Kirby Sick and Chris Pachalo, uh, Four Shoes by Trad Moore, and A Family Affair by Sal- Saladin Ahmed and Aaron Cooter. Um, so the Bachelor story, I feel like him and Busick don't are two flavors that don't really go together. Um, so I, I didn't really like that. I, I found Bacalo, Bachalo, whatever you want to call him. 
Um, his art is definitely unique and vibrant, but I, I just didn't know if it really worked with music. Um, and again, very different styles. And then you have Four Shoes by Trad Moore, which was fun and kind of quirky. Um, and then you have a story by Aaron Cooter, and uh, you know that was a little bit more interesting. But I, I didn't know if it really had a good ending. And Vulture has another kid who you know kind of be, tries to avenge his honor by going up against Spider Man. I don't know. A lot of content was it all meaningful content? Maybe not. Um, but that that was the issue. I mean, it was all right, but it was ten dollars. God, <laughs> a little unnecessary or just a little bit too crazy. Uh, next up, we have Black Widow. Uh, this is fantastic. I do love that they gave it a legacy number of forty-two. I don't know what that's building off of, to be honest. She's had like a bunch of different books over the years. This is the Ties That Bind Part Two by Kelly Thompson and Elena Kazingrand. Uh, and Jordi Belair on color art. Um, I really dug this. It was really interesting perspective. You know, Black Widow doesn't know who she is. You have, uh, you know, people kind of working behind the scenes to see what's going on. You have Bucky and Hawkeye trying to kind of wonder what's going on. You have Arcade, you know, has built this elaborate illusion. Um, you know, she still kind of knows who she is, but it's 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 in there. Um, I I thought this was really interesting, really really gripping and. Uh, even though we don't have a lot of headspace with Black Widow herself, and it's a lot of other people monitoring her and watching her, um, it still felt very interesting, and I'm curious where it's going to go. And, yeah, I really like this. Um, Kelly Thompson's one hell of a writer, and uh, she just really had a good sense of what to do here. Uh, next up, we have Champions Outlawed. Um, well, Outlawed's really part of the storyline it's part of. Uh, this is issue number one, legacy number 38, which, again, it almost feels too low. Um, it's just weird when they put legacy numbers in relatively new books. Like, I don't, just don't know if it really makes sense. It's an interesting book, too, because it's so clearly, you know, you have to have read Outlawed number one or really get it. So it's not really a good issue number one. Like, I'd almost rather Outlawed have just been Champions number one uh, as opposed to being its own thing. And then you come into Champions, you're like, what? Uh, it's by Evel Ewing and Simone de Mio. And uh, the other thing, too, is that because... The Latin, you know, Outlawed started before the pandemic. It feels even more kind of separate from the regular kind of stuff. Um, so that that felt weird. And I guess, oh yeah, I guess I'm trying to remember some of these characters. Anyways, yeah, it, it was it was interesting and intriguing. You know, who are the champions going to be? What's what's it going to be like going forward? Who, you know, believes in kind of breaking doing what they know to be right and not doing what kamala says or like doing what kamala says doing what is right and not necessarily following kamala's law i thought it was fine i just it, it feels so and this is not their fault that it's so it's taking place so long after you know um the the you know the, the the intro kind of started but i think not having that be the first issue makes it even weirder um, that it didn't kind of have a more natural start point. Or, yeah. Uh, and last but not least, am I really on last but not least already? Uh, Batman 100. I'm not totally alphabetical then. Um, this was fine. <laughs> I didn't love it. Um, I like parts of it. Uh, James Tynan IV, uh, Jorge Jimenez on art. I thought the art was great. Some of the best that the book has had because I didn't really like Guillaume March as much on the book. Um, like there's a shot of Nightwing here where he's about to fight Punchline, which looks awesome. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, it was definitely good. Um, let's just see where we'll go from here. And, um, yeah, no, I like this. And there's some backups too, which I thought were intriguing as well, in terms of where the certain characters are going to go. 
uh, moving forward. But uh, yeah, no, I, I really dug this, and um, yeah, it, it was good. Uh, you're, they're also setting up a punchline series, which okay, why not? I mean, I don't think she has that much of a personality yet, but I guess it doesn't hurt. Um, interested to see where the book goes moving forward, and with Batman and his you know his family and how he kind of feels about things, which we saw a lot here. Um, the stuff that happens to Joker is kind of messed up with his eye and everything, but whatever. Uh, uh, I, I Overall, I think it was an enjoyable read. Um, it, I think the storyline definitely had a lot of ebbs and flows, but uh, generally speaking, I think it was good. Uh, and that is it. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about, well, hopefully, at least some of the following. I really have no idea. Uh, DC, The Doomed and the Damned, Captain Marvel... Captain America, Cable, Batman, The Outsiders, Avengers, Amazing Spider-Man, Dark Knights, Death Metal, Detective Comics, Hawkman, Hellions, Immortal Hulk, Injustice Year Zero, Justice League Odyssey, uh, Legion Secret Origin, Marvel Zombies Resurrection, New Mutants, Rorschach, uh, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Strange Adventures, Superman, The Batman's Grave, The Flash, and X of Swords Handbook are all some of the selected releases that come out on, uh, what was that, what would that be, the 14th of October. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening to this episode, and you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.